Hello and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews and a summer of super rolls on to the modern Superman movies with Superman Returns with a new actor in the blue tights, a new director in the chair and a whole new world in which Superman can play in, i.e. our world post 9-11. It took nearly 20 years to get the Man of Steel back on the big screen. And this movie went through at least five directors, including Mike G, Brett Ratner and Tim Burton. With its incredible $200 million budget, this had the weight of the world on its shoulders. And I wonder why they didn't actually hire Tom Welling to play the Man of Steel. After all, he was on TV in Smallville. Hmm. I don't think once Smallville was to be cancelled and then he would be Superman on the big screen. But that didn't happen, so God only knows why. And I can't find any information on why that didn't happen. Anyway, there's one big flaw I see straight off the bat. If this is in the Donner Superverse and it's set five years after Superman 2, shouldn't this be 1985, not 2006? Also, can a Boy Scout work in a world that has Batman? I mean, Tim Burton's Batman? Sam Raimi's Superman? Or Brian Singer's X-Men in it? I mean, a lot has changed since 1987's Superman IV. With its 200 plus million dollar budget, this thing pulled in a woeful 391 million, so it had a lackluster reception. However, let's see if Brandon Roth can save me, or save me, oh, Smallville, oh, from another lackluster superhero movie. Starring Brandon Routh, Kate Bosworth, Kevin Spacey, James Marsden, Parker Posey, Frank Langella, and Marlon Brando, directed by Brian Singer. The plot, set after the events of Superman 2, Spawn leaves the planet Earth to find out if Krypton is actually gone. During his absence, the world moves on, and Lex Luthor gets out of jail. Now on a warpath, Lex wants revenge. Meanwhile, Spawn finds Krypton is a radioactive husk and returns to Earth. However, it's been five years, and Lois Lane has moved on, and has a young son. Can Spawn stop Lex, who is Lois's son's father, and will Superman adjust to modern life? Find out here. On to the new format of the podcast, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. It could be anything I find entertaining about said movie. The bad is anything I think is just atrocious about said movie, and the ugly is anything I find in bad taste or just plain ugly about said movie. Mm. Anyway, before I dive into the movie, I'll go over the deleted scene of Superman returning to Krypton in a crystal ship to find a huge S has carved into it for some strange reason, and crypt it over the place and it's just one hollow empty husk. Why was this cut? Cut how much money was wasted on his effects and what was with the skin tight grey suit. I mean, I thought every time Spawn left our solar system, he was in a black solar suit, so why the hell was it grey? Speaking of the new suit, why is a new suit made of melon skin? According to IMDb, it restricts movements and it sags. So much so, there was 80 suits made and 100 capes, 30 boots, and 90 belts. Jesus fuck, talk about wasting money. Anyway, let us dive in. To my first good, the Superman theme and titles coming right at us is very Superman 78. My first bad, the opening of the movie with Jor-El, once again voiced by Marlon Brando, and the destruction of Krypton is different from events in Superman 1. In this, the sun goes supernova and blows up, taking Krypton with it. Not that Krypton imploded due to mining of the plant's resources. Why the hell would you change the destruction of Krypton if it's supposed to be the exact same movie as Superman 1 and 2? That's, I'd never got about that. Hmm. On to my first ugly. The way Lex 
Wither treats Miss Kitty Kawaski, played by Parker Posey of Scream 3, played 3, and Netflix is lost in space. She's like an idiot and it's less than useless to him. One little teeny tiny little thing here. Why isn't she Miss Tismaka? My second good, Lex Luthor, played by Kevin Spacey, of The Usual Suspects, American Beauty and House of Cars. Ruthlessly taking the money from a dying old woman, said a woman being Gertrude, played by Noel Nell, one of the Lois Lanes from the 1950s Superman TV show. And how much Lex actually a complete bastard in this movie. But more on that one later. My second bad. Five minutes of opening titles. I mean, come on, really? Five fucking minutes? Jesus, jinkies. Cut it down to about two and a half. My second ugly. Jimmy Olsen, played by Sam Hunting of Being Human US, is a sniffling little yes-man in this, and I could not stand this little punk from the second I clapped eyes on him. He was annoying as all hell. My third good, Martha Kent, played by Eve Marie Saint, is still alive, and the Kent farm is thriving. Take that, Superman 3. And or 4. <laughs> My third bad. In a clear night in Kansas, no one saw Superman's crystal ship crash landing in the Kent farm, really. It's a gloriously clear sky, bright night. If that makes a thing. Anyway, with the moon shining, full moon and all that, and nobody sees this gigantic spaceship crashing to Earth. I mean, for fuck's sake, really. My third ugly. Wanted a little lapdog, Pomeranians, at the other one. Why is there cannibalistic Pomeranians in a super movie? Hmm. It's not one to a ten-year-old or a fucking eight-year-old. Another good. Brandon Routh of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Chuck and Legends of Tomorrow, as Superman Clark Kent tries his best to fill the boots of Superman in the large shadow of the late Christopher Reeve, and pretty much pulls it off, I mean, to a point. Another bad, I don't want to be a dead horse here, but why doesn't Fortress of Solitude have any security? Lex walks in and boom, it spills all its secrets. Also, shouldn't this place be destroyed after events of Superman 2? I think it should. Another ugly. Lexi's plan to throw one of Superman's crystals into the ocean and create a new landmass. Who would live on a solid rock landmass in the middle of the ocean? What in the hell would grow on it? Also, it is showing that this thing is brittle as all hell, as Lex throws Superman down a flight of stairs and the stairs just crumble and collapse. Therefore, this thing has no stability at all. Another good, the elation of 15-year-old Clark Kent, played by Stefan Bender. As he finds out he can fly, I mean, the sheer joy in this little boy's face is quite interesting. Hmm. Although, I'll get back to him in a second. Two, a bad. No one sees 15-year-old Clark Kent jumping around the cornfields. I mean, he jumps at least 100 feet up. And there's combine harvesters in the background cutting the bloody wheat or the corn, whatever the hell it is. I mean, nobody sees this, this little boy jumping over a place. Okay then. Another ugly. Lexi's playroom with all the train sets. After a teeny tiny little shard is dropped into water, the toys actually scream in pain. Wait, what? Toys, plastic toys are screaming in pain. Okay then. Moving on to another good. Lois Lane, played by Kate Bosworth of Blue Crush, 21, Still Alice, and Before I Wake. Punching holes in Virgin Galactic space travel idea. Song from Moonraker, by the way. About who could afford to travel this lavish lifestyle? And if this is the next big thing, why was only one TV network? Hmm. Another bad. Superman's rescue of the malfunctioned Virgin Galactic Space Shuttle. He just launches this thing clear into space. Once he cuts it from the 747, 
the Boeing 747 that is, with his heat vision, he just picks up and launches it clear into space, and this thing is malfunctioning with full-on rocket boosters. Where the hell does thing land at all? Mars? I mean, he just picks it up and launches it, no giving two shits, just launches this thing clear into space. Another. Ugly. After Superman detaches the shuttle from the 747, Lois is breathing in space, well above the Earth's atmosphere, with no problem and no air mask. Okay then. I mean, never mind the fact she's getting bounced off seats in the back of the plane and the roof and the floor, da 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 da. She's floating around perfectly fine in space and breathing perfectly fine. What in the actual fuck? Oh dear god. On to another good Perry White, played by Frank Ling. Jella of Masters Universe, Small Soldiers and the Ninth Gate is a no-nonsense boss wanting to know everything about Superman's return as soon as humanly possible, i.e. yesterday. Another bad. Superman trying to save the free-falling 747 as he just tears it apart. Really, he rips off the wing, he rips off the other wing and remember he actually damages the tail also? I mean, why not just go underneath the fucking plane and lift it from underneath? Not wait to take a nose dive and literally stop it by its nose, which, by the way, that shock wave would have completely destroyed that bloody plane. And also, he dumps it in the middle of a baseball field. What the fuck, Superman? On to another ugly. Jason White, played by Tristan Lake Laboo, is supposed to be Superman's kid, yet he's a weak, snivelling little shit who is allergic to everything and has no bloody well powers. And he's on asthma medication, he's on various uh, vitamins and stuff, and he's treated like bloody kit gloves. What the fuck? You're supposed to be Superboy for crying out loud. And moving on to another good, the nod to Superman number one. As Superman saves Kitty in her green car, as it just tips it on its nose. That is right off the cover of Superman 1. Comic, that is. Another bad. Both Superman and Clark can't return at the exact same time and no one bats an eye. Get in. Another ugly. Superman's jealousy over Lois's new man, Richard White, played by James Marsden of the X-Men movies, is a bit much. Plus, Richard is pretty much a useless third wheel in this bloody movie. I mean, what the hell is the point of him being here? Why did he give up Cyclops for this piece of garbage movie? Dear, oh dear. Another good. Jason figures out from one picture Clark Kent is Superman, so he's actually a bright little guy after all, but still a snivelling little shit. Another bad. Emo Superman. Enough said. An ugly. Stalker Superman. What in the actual... Get in. Another good. Richard, within days of meeting Clark, figures out he's Superman, but Lois just laughs it off. Because, I mean, Richard's actually quite a good reporter, unlike Lois, who can't spell and can't even do a bloody report very well. She hands Perry White a two-page document saying, this is my entire view of Superman. Okay then, love it. You're fired. Click at your desk. Ta-ta. Another bad. Richard is somehow the bad guy in this? What the hell? I'll get back to Richard later on. Another ugly. Lex uses Kitty as a distraction to steal kryptonite. And what the hell? If Superman didn't stop the car in time, she would have smashed into a brick wall and blew herself to pieces as he cut the bloody car's brakes. And she was pissed about that as she goes back to the boat. Another good. Jason saves Lois from her rape at the hands of a goon with a jaw being Gacy tattooed on the back of his head. Why was that in this movie? I mean, I'll get back to that later. Another bad. You know Superman is bulletproof, so why continue shooting at him and then shoot him in the eye if you know he's bulletproof? What the actual hell? Another ugly. Too many callbacks to the 
original two movies, including It's a Bird, It's a Plane. Really? Come on. I mean, you have callback after callback after callback. You have Kal-El crash landing in Smallville, right outside the Kent's bloody farm. You have him rescuing Lois Lane from a air um, disaster, almost. And you have him taking on Lex Luthor with his ridiculous making landmass um, shtick. I mean, Jesus Christ, how many bloody callbacks do you need? Another good. I hope to God does pick up this bloody police fucking siren in the background. Lois sent out a fax with the exact coordinates of Lex's new island. Handy that, how the writers gave her the exact coordinates location because of some bullshit thing that Lex said to one of his goons. Okay then. Another bad. If this is set in a DC universe, where is Batman? After all, Gotham is mentioned twice. Once in the papers and once on TV. So where the hell is Batman while this is happening? Another ugly. Brandon Roth is forced to wear blue contact lenses in most scenes to cover up his natural brown. Yet in most scenes, his natural browns are actually shown. Brown colour are actually shown. What is the point of forcing to wear these uncomfortable contact lens lenses then? Hmm. Okay then. On to another good. Kitty tries in vain to talk Lex out of his plan once she realises millions, if not billions, would die. Another bad. Lois sneaks onto Lex's boat with Jason and tow, endangering both their lives. What the hell is the point of doing that? Wouldn't you just call 911 and say there's, there's a boat on exact coordinates where the EMP blast um, was originated from? Oh, by the way, Lo Lois Lane finds out about the EMP blast before the government does. Okay then. On to another ugly. The one goon who's constantly recording everything is just bloody well stupid. What the hell is the point of this guy recording everything on a crappy little high-definition camcorder? On to another good. Richard tries to save Lois and Jason after getting the facts she sent, proving he is a good guy after all. On to a bad. One of Lexi's thugs tries to rape Lois. What the hell? This is a Superman movie. Why the hell is a rape in a Superman movie for feck's sake? There's no need for that. Another ugly. The beatings man takes from Lex and his thugs is too much for a PG movie. I mean, they kick him in the balls, they punch him around the face, they punch the living crap out of him, they try to drown him in a small pool of water, and they shank him, then toss him over the bloody ocean. What the hell, director? Come on. Another good. Lex just shows how much of a ruthless bastard he is by shanking Superman in the back with a kryptonite blade. Other than saying that, wouldn't you just slit his throat instead of stick him in the back with the thing? Another bad. If Jason could push a baby grand piano uh, with one little push, then why can't he open a bloody locked door, for fuck's sake? Talk about inconsistent powers. Another ugly. Even when dying, Kal-El hears Jor-El in his mind. Can't the poor man die in bloody well peace? Another good. Kitty shows remorse as Superman takes a beating, showing she's not a cold-hearted bitch. Another bad. The CGI in the second half of the movie looks cheap, if not dated. Where the hell did the budget go to the bloody costumes? Another ugly. Even after watching Lex all but kill Superman, Kitty goes back with him and escapes on the helicopter. What the? I thought she was a good guy. Hmm. Another good. Jason saves his father, i.e. Superman, from drowning. Well, technically it was Lois, but he saw him from the sky using his supervision, which, by the way, his power seemed to come and go as the movie dictates it. Also, how bloody strong is Lois Lane? She 
saves him by grabbing his cape and pulling him out of the water. And it said he is 235 pounds. And that is dead weight, by the by. She just hops him up with one hand. How bloody strong is she? Another bad. The boat Lex uses is sorry, struck by a piece of new Krypton. And is halved in two, with Lois, Richard and Jason on board. The first has half sinks straight away and yet the second half with them on board just floats there what the actual fuck if one side sinks straight away the other side should uh i can't speak and speak should sink straight away another ugly alexis goons get pancaked by a falling towering chunk of new krypton and it's perfectly fine because it's a pg-13 movie so why not not pg movie even another good kitty throws Away, the crystals Lex stole from the Fortress of Solitude, showing that she's actually good all along. Another bad, and possibly the ultimate bad, a heavily injured Superman can lift an entire island-sized chunk of kryptonite, yet in Superman 78, a rock-sized one almost kills him. In fact, almost drowns him, and he's underwater humping this huge chunk of new krypton with kryptonite laced through it. Oh, no problem. Okay, then. And my final ugly. Lois gives up everything to be with Superman. She gives up an understanding, brave, selfless man who's raising her and Superman's super kid. He's a nice guy and she just dumps him for this whiny, neurotic, dicky, stalkery Superman. What in the actual hell movie? What the hell are you saying to these young women here? And my final good. Superman tucks in his kid after three days of being, quote, dead. But that goes straight into... A bad. Too many goddamn Christ poses in this fucking movie. Also, too many nods to Christ. I mean, as he falls from uh, the space back into Earth, he does the Christ pose. When he's listening up in the sky, he's doing the Christ pose, listening to the prayers. I mean, he dies for three days and goes back to life, just like Christ does. Blah, 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 blah. I can go on and go on and on and on. And my final bad... If you know Superman gets his powers from the sun, why the hell would you have him in a darkened room for crying out loud? I mean, he's lying there in a coma for three days, i.e. technically dead, and they have the blinds closed. Open the goddamn blinds and let the sunlight pour in. It will regenerate bloody Superman. So, that was Superman Returns. A nice try to bring Superman back to his glory days, but it fails as all it has is nostalgia. Too many callbacks, and when they aren't, Superman comes across as a jealous, stalking bastard whose superpower causes more harm than good. The two leads have no chemistry together and are far too young. Kate Bosworth is 23, I believe, playing, what, 40s? And Brandon Routh is 25, playing 30s. Come on, really? I mean, at least Reeve and Kidder has some great chemistry. Okay, she thought he was an egotistical twat, and... He thought she was a complete utter lush, but it worked because they hated each other. This, there's nothing. Lexi's plan is just a dumb rehash of Superman 78, and if they thought they would have a winner with this thing, they were WRONG! It's too long, with nothing happening, until the, I don't know, hour and a half mark. I mean, for feck's sake, that rescue thing was ridiculous and utterly pathetic as it rips apart the bloody plane. But apart from that, what do we have? A sulky, moody Superman stalking Lois Lane, using supervision and super hearing and blah 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 and extra vision. Hmm. Only for diehard fans, I'm going to give this thing a under par 4 out of 10. Still, come back next week to see if Superman Mark IV can do any better, i.e. Henry Cavill. Then come back for the rest of the month for Batman v Superman and Justice League. 
So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me with suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my franchise podcast of other speakers, including Captain America, Iron Man, Blade and more. Also my solo podcast of Batman Returns, A Fever for Debtor and Catwoman, a bye. Now I'm off to put my heart and soul into forgetting this bloody movie ever exists. A tatty bye.